This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Let's fuck this shit. that our listener numbers <laughs> go down every single week. I don't care. I think that's actually good. Uh, they're all bots anyway, so like whatever. Exactly. We do this. We do this for you and me. Yeah, we don't do this for anybody but ourselves. Honestly, that is this is the only thing that gives me joy in my life. I like I was, I was telling my therapist and like it's good that I have a creative project. And she's like you shouldn't talk down your podcast so much. And I'm like and you were like but have you listened to it? <laughs> I was like, Tracy, it's, uh, like, having a podcast isn't something to be, like, proud about, but thank you for your support. (laughs) I appreciate it. Sometimes, it's nice to have, like, an outside perspective. Yeah, she's like, that's so cool. You record it every week, and, like, you have a friend that you've never met that you do it with, and I'm like, you make me sound insane. Yeah. (laughs) Like, thank you. This is not helping. This is, like, where did you get your degree from? (laughs) Let me see your credentials. Tracy, are you, are you actually a therapist? Welcome welcome to episode six. Six, six, six. Six? Yes, it's six. Yeah, wow. It's, All right. Six. I got sent home this afternoon for uh, having too many nosebleeds at work. So Why are you having nosebleeds? It's not cocaine. I have a mild blood clotting disorder. Okay, okay. I was going to guess that maybe it was like iron deficiency or something. No, some, uh, some deep lore for the pod is that I have minor clotting issues, so... Have you? So how long have you had nosebleeds for? Like ever. Sometimes I'll get like really violent ones and like it scares everyone. Wow. Here's a fun fact. I've never had a nosebleed. What the fuck? Never in my life. Okay, we're balancing each other out. Somebody come punch me square in the nose so I can get a nosebleed for the first time and possibly feel something. For once in your like godforsaken <laughs> life. Yeah. Whenever, Audrey, whenever I meet you, the first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to punch you directly in the face. That'd be fine. Well, speaking of punching people in the face. Let's talk about the Bruins. You missed a dope-ass third period last Okay, night. listen, I watched the first period and it was boring. Yeah, the first period was boring. So, by the way, thank you all for voting to have us watch the two teams from the worst cities in America last Literally night. the worst fan bases that you could Garbage. possibly. Yeah. I know that we all love Gritty, but like. Gritty's the only good thing about Philadelphia. I'm going to yeah. say it. It's a shit city. 
dirty. Bad hockey team. A fun fact for you is that the first time I spent any extended amount of time in Philly was my senior year of college. I was there for New Year's Eve. And we, we went out on New Year's Eve. I was there with a bunch of people. And I saw three separate street fights before midnight. And two out of the three involved men wearing Eagles jerseys. Oh, my God. And I was like, is this real? Is this a real place? I have been there several times since then. And my experience has not improved. The second time, a rat ran over my foot. That city. Yep. Bad city. Dirty. Pennsylvania in general. Dirty bad. Dirty, 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 dirty bad. Penguins suck. Philly sucks. Flyers, dirty team. Also, crossed a picket line yesterday. They all do that. Like, it's like, there, is there one fucking, like... I'm so confused about... Here's the thing. I have been to Boston, and I have been to Boston multiple times within mm-hmm. the last year and a half. Yeah. I know for a fact that there are more than one hotel. There's more than one hotel in Boston. They There's must more give- than one hotel. <laughs> So the Oilers stayed there, what, two weeks ago and crossed the exact same picket line. The Yankees also did. Yeah. And they had all these pictures taken of them and it was this big thing. And then the Flyers just like decided to do it again. They don't care because like, like that's the state of, you know, union economics uh, and and political power. It's like they don't care, but it's also so easy not to do it. So anyway, I was already going into this like, well, Flyers, bad. Yeah. It's a, it's all hate. It's an all hate pod because yeah. I don't like the Bruins either. I honestly like they're. Very, I think they're both very. They're fun teams to watch because they have like they have some big personalities on both teams. But they're both villains. <laughs> full of villains. Boston is full of like literal thugs. Like they're bad people. Let, like Chara and Marshawn. Yeah. yeah, I have a I have a stunning astrological reveal to give to you about wow. Chara. I can't wait. I can't wait to find out. Also, while I'm shitting on the city of Boston, let me just say, TD Garden may be the ugliest stadium I have ever seen. It's called TD Garden? TD. Like TD Bank. (laughs) Like TV Garden. That sounds pretty cool. (laughs) Oh my god. It's so ugly on the inside. Wow. Okay. So also, like... I don't know if you saw this last night, but all their seats mm-hmm. in, like, down by the glass are, like, Bruins yellow. Except they're old, so they're all faded. Oh. And they're, like, pleather material. Thanks, I hate it's it. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's really gross. I just kept thinking about, like, how you would, like, sit, and when you get up, you would, like, stick to it a little bit. Stop it! You know? Stop it! That is <laughs> too descriptive. I, I, I need an adult. <laughs> so gross. Uh, so that's what I got hung up on last night while I was watching the game. The Bruins were there won. fights? The, yeah, there were. You missed so many fights, dude. Ugh. This is what happens when you go on dates. You miss, like, good hockey. Sorry that I'm trying to cuff. It's extremely rude. Extremely rude for me to try to find human companionship yes. in this awful <laughs> ass world. Yeah. You need to be okay. alone like me. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. We're fine. Everything's we're, fine. We're good. The Bruins did shut the Flyers out last night, which was, uh, you know, what that's was what the happens score? when like you cross the line, bitch. It was 3-0. Woo! And Woo! actually, so Tuka Rask is out right now, who's their main goalie so Tuka Rask rules by the way he's like a cool person yeah he's extremely weird and I love him (laughs) 
in, the, yeah. in the, all the puck personalities that I've watched, which I've watched all of them. Christina's watched every single video from NHL Media Weekend. <laughs> like, several times. He's the only one who comes off as, like, kind of a person. Yeah, he, like, well, I think, here's the thing about goalies, like, they're intelligent. Yeah. They're smart. They haven't been concussed, like, quite as many times. Right. I mean, they're also insane because they put, they put their heads and bodies in front of flying pucks. But and they're very flexible. But they generally are... Uh, intelligent yes they do a lot of yoga last night at the game was i think his name is yaroslav yaroslav Halak is their backup goalie sounds fake this is his second shutout of the season so far and like obviously he hasn't played every game because he's their backup but like that rules good for him Tuka better watch out. I mean, like, Tuka's getting older, too. That's the thing. Like, a lot of the Bruins stars, like Patrice Bergeron and Brad Marchand, are, like, kind of coming down the hill of their peak. Yeah, but they have, like, a lot of up-and-comers. They do. But, like, Brandon Carlo. Charlie McAvoy. Charlie McAvoy's real cute. He's real cute, real good. Uh, also real, real injured right now. I love pasta. He's good. Pasta rules everything around me. Prem. <laughs> Sorry, I've had a couple beers. Were you playing Red Dead Redemption before this? I, I badly. Yeah, I was. Wow, you're I'm so a gamer hip. now. No, is is it hip to play video games? I don't think so. I don't know. It's never been hip. Gaming is actually bad. It's bad. We we have a, we have an anti-gaming stance on this podcast, right. ex- except for the infants on the Vancouver Canucks who want to play Fortnite. Did you see that Chris Tanev's injured? <gasps> He's out. I know. How long? So this is actually tragic. He stopped a puck with his foot generally bad. Like, he blocked it. Ow. They had their father's trip this week. So, like, his dad was there and everything. Because they they played Vegas and Phoenix and, like, all their dads came with them. So Mr. Tanev. There's some really good content on their Instagram, actually. They had all their dads, like, tell their best dad jokes and they made a video out of it. It's real cute. God. That's a dream. Yeah like doing hockey social media jesus i know we'd be so good at it yeah. wait so how long is he out i don't know he does this all the time like that's the thing i think he's gonna be this out this is a chris tanev podcast <laughs> i think that he should uh use his time off to hang out with us yeah also his brother either one of the tan the tan i brendan can get it anyway back to the bruins <laughs> no more canucks talk <laughs> Although we do love them. The thing I thought that was interesting about this game, and like I am going to be primarily focusing on the Bruins, um, is that this is the one of the first games of the season where their top line, which is mm-hmm. Pasta, Marchand, and Bergeron, they didn't score. Ooh. Of the three goals, two of them were Chara, and one of them was, I think, Ryan Donato. Well, so their top line is, like, very well regarded in the NHL as being, like, the top line. Their top line, to me, is probably the best top line in the league right now. That just shows how, like, random the sport is. They have a Prince, Patrice Bergeron, a Pest, Bad Marchand, and Pasta. Oh, a wild card. Yeah. (laughs) A cutie baby. Yeah, they're, they're, they're very balanced. Whenever you told me that, I was very surprised. It was like a weird game because mm-hmm. the first period, I think there were only like eight shots on goal total. They and just skated around nothing the Nothing happened. They were just staying in their own zones and it was just very weird. And I was like, well, this is going to be boring. Like, fuck me. Okay, Christina's leaving on a date. Like, I'm just going to watch the rest of this boring ass game by myself. Very cool. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm then, sorry. 
But then the second and third periods picked up when Scott Lawton and Steve Kampfer decided that they were going to throw hands for pretty much the entire rest of the game. Did they drop gloves, Audrey? So it was like an awkward first altercation in that like Kampfer like checked him really hard into the boards, I think at the end of the second period. And so then Lawton gets up and he's like, let's fucking go, dude. I'm ready. And then one of them got a glove off, but the other one was already like on the ice by the time. So like there were like three gloves were still on and somebody was already on the ice and then the refs were already pulling them apart. Wait, okay. So if you throw your gloves off, that's like, okay, like fuck me. It's like that kind of thing. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, let's do it. Literally throwing the gauntlet. I mean, they got to stop it eventually because, like, the game's got to keep going. So basically, I think what they do is... Well, also, they don't want to get in the middle of it because they don't have pads. Yeah. That's weird. The the refs should have pads. (laughs) They should have the most pads out of everybody. But basically, as soon as somebody goes down, which doesn't usually take long because you are on fucking skates... Um, right. and, you're, and you're punching somebody, they'll intervene as soon mm-hmm. as they see an opening to do so. Mm-hmm. So they basically kept going back and forth like the rest of the game. And then there were like other little scrums happening. And like Wayne Simmons jumped in on one, which I was like, go off King. So it was like a little sassy, like the game ended and there was a little scrap at the end. Oh, It was like a nice little callback to like the Flyers Bruins games of old Back when I'm sure TD Garden was still as ugly as it is now. (laughs) TV Garden. They used to be like actual rivals. Oh yeah. Well also like it's the whole Broad Street bullies. Like if you haven't watched any of old school like Philly, Boston fight videos, highly recommend it. They are like they're kind of like frightening to me, actually. Like I was worried for everyone. Again, two worst cities in America, two worst fan sports fan bases in America. And the worst sport in America. (laughs) I'm sorry, but it's true. Hockey is bad, but we love it. Hockey, bad. So that was the game last night. It was fine. Would repeat again, but also would repeat with probably more alcohol and like less me falling asleep during the first period. Yeah. What did you think, Christina? What did you take away from it? What did I take away from the game? Well, uh, I, I watched 15 minutes of it and then I then I went on a date. But what I did do is I think, and this will be a ongoing part of our show, is I did an astrological uh analysis of the boston bruins oh did you because that's so weird because i did one for the flyers oh my gosh you know and i think that like going forward this is the way that teams should balance each other gm should take this into account like going into the draft yeah well especially for setting lines because like i'm looking at the bruins line okay this is pretty balanced but it's a lot of water signs nice which is weird. All right, we got top line. Marchand is a Taurus. This makes 100% sense to me. It makes so much sense because he's just, he's a comfy boy. He he like, he he's loves luxury. and aggressive. Yes, he's a bull. Uh, Bergeron is a Leo, duh. Yeah, Prince. Loves the spotlight, is yeah. just out there. Pasta, Handsome. Gemini. Pasta is a Gemini. Which also makes sense because Dude, he's just I like. I love Geminis. You never know what you're going to get out of him. That's how he scores so much, dude. Right. So this is a perfectly balanced top line. Beautiful. That's why they're the number one top line in the league. 
Right. There's no other reason. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. All right. So we got a second line. We got Debrusque, who's a Libra. Another Taurus with Kreshi. I think that's how you say it. Kreshi. I think it's just Kreish. And then Heinen is a Cancer, like weak ass Cancer. Okay. Sorry. Third line, we have our first Aries oh, with Brian Donato. I know. I love. I love an Aries hockey player because they're so stupid yeah. and they're so aggressive. She's talking about Tom Wilson. I am talking about Tom Wilson. Uh, we have Corali and uh, as an Aquarius. Interesting. We have another Taurus with backies. Oh wow! A lot of a lot of Tori. Uh, and then I'm, I don't care about the third yeah. line. Charlie McAvoy is a SAG. Brendan Carlo is also a SAG. I would like to point out that Chara is a Pisces. That's so weird. That doesn't make any sense. Like, maybe he just gets it all out on the ice. Because Pisces are nice. I don't get it. Tuka, yeah. also also Pisces. Huh. Sweet boy. Really makes you think. What, <laughs> what, did, you, what did you find out about uh, our Flyers, boys? Oh, okay. So here's what I found out about the Flyers. So their top line is... Claude Giroux, handsome man. He's Love a Capricorn. Oh, he gets it done. Yeah, Sean Couturier is a sad is a Sagittarius. He's a wanderer. That's why yes. he's all over the ice. <laughs> and Travis Quackney is a Pisces. Oh. So like you're doing kind of okay with the top line. Like the top line is pretty balanced. But then yes. you get into like the second line, Scott Lawton, Gemini. Ah! Nolan Patrick, Virgo, and oh. Jacob Voracek, Leo. Those are three people who should not be together. Three enemies. <laughs> three of my personal enemies. And they're all fighting with the Gemini is, what, is what's happening. Uh, what else did I... Th- there's really nothing else to say about that. I was... Oh, Wayne Simmons is a Virgo, which I thought was interesting. Um, and Oscar Lindblom is a Leo. Uh, Oscar Lindblom had my favorite penalty of the night last night, um, which is my favorite rare penalty in all of hockey. Rare penalty alert. Which is when you get called for playing the puck while you're still coming out of the penalty box. Like the puck was coming by the penalty box while he was so he like, he, he, he literally had one foot out of the penalty box, like to get back on the ice, but his full body wasn't out of the penalty box yet. And he like played the puck. And the ref immediately whistled. So he got out of the penalty box and immediately had to go back in for touching the puck too soon. That is so Leo of him. Yep. Classic Leo move. He always has to be the center of attention. (laughs) Yeah. Get back in that penalty box, asshole. Good stuff. Was that the Bruins and Flyers? Yeah, that's pretty much all I had to take away from that game. And you guys all know that, like, Brad Marchand is insane. He's He's not a a well man. He's a pest. And I love him. He licks men. Like, a lot of people he compare... jumps men. Like, Brad Marchand to Tom Wilson, and I find those comparisons to be wrong. Because Marchand has the heart of this, They're both awful, like, just in very different ways. Yes, they're both bad. Like, I'm not trying to say Tom is good. I'm trying to say that Marchand has, like, the heart of a killer, and, like, Tom He's, has... What the, did I say to you? I said, Brad Marchand is pointy and smart. Yes, and Tom is, like, has the Soft heart of a, a stupid child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like, he's just processing things at, like, a lower frame rate than anyone else. Yeah. And so, they're not the same. They're not the same. They're not the same, but they're both bad. And dear, near and dear to my heart. Do we want to talk about our bad boy? Uh, I would, I, I guess we have to. This I think that's our, a good segue. The fucking, like, third show we've had to talk about Tom Wilson well, and suspension. You know what? He just keeps getting in trouble. So, he appealed his suspension, which yeah. the Players Association... Knowing how unions work, they had to do it. And yeah, like you are, you are 
obligated by even you you have to defend the indefensible basically right so uh lo and behold the suspension got upheld which i was surprised by so basically how this process worked is that they took the appeal and they went to new york to the nhl tower of terror or whatever is in new york and they sat down with Gary Bettman, who's the commissioner, and mm-hmm. they had a hearing that, for some reason, went on for seven hours. What the fuck were they talking about for seven hours? I don't, I don't know. So this was, like, last Tuesday or Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And for some reason, again, it took them, like, a full-ass week to release this decision. Mm-hmm. Probably because Gary Bettman wrote so many fucking footnotes. He wrote a lot of footnotes. He wrote he was so pissed. many footnotes. And I mean, like, yeah, I was surprised that it got upheld um, with all, with the 20 game suspension intact. Mm-hmm. So now he's going to appeal to a neutral arbitrator. Yeah. Which should be interesting. Like, like in, in the way these things go is like, I mean, literally the neutral arbitrator could do anything. I don't understand really what makes this, what makes a person a quote neutral arbitrator well the way that union arbitration works is like there's this pool of people that you can pick from to like arbitrate your dispute so it's it's like a professional job like you can be a professional arbitrator yeah i don't know if it's like this with sports but it's like this but like wouldn't you then want to pick somebody who you think will be sympathetic like to you yeah so like yeah so what you do is like very neutral uh so each side can like strike they can strike uh, arbitrators. Oh, okay. I don't remember how many strikes you get, but like you well, get I think to choose. They, I think and... the NHL only has one. I don't think they have a bunch of people to choose from the list because they it, it's going. They already know who it's going to, and it's going to the same oh. guy who did the Austin Watson bullshit. Oh. Like the NHL, I'm pretty sure only has like one neutral arbitrator. That's Which again, bad. that's not being neutral to me. Like, that's no. Jesus. Yeah, so also a fun fact about that guy is that he got fired from being a MLB neutral arbitrator. <laughs> so like, he's like, let me find a ago. let me find a league yeah. that'll let me do whatever. Let me find a dumber sport to work <laughs> for. <laughs> so just reading over the arguments that they made, like as a lawyer, they were pretty interesting. I mean, like they started out basically saying that um the hit wasn't a hit basically like they the hit was legal and then they argued if like in so like in the legal world you have like this this ability to argue um like both ways and so they're saying like okay well he didn't ever he didn't the hit wasn't legal but if he did hit him he didn't hit him in the head if i did it am i right yeah, if I know, I mean, like that is an actual. It's called arguing in the alternative. Oh my god, I hate this so much. <laughs> it is a real thing, and like, yeah. So they argued in the alternative that he didn't hit him in the head, but if he did hit him in the head, it was fine. Oh my god. And so what, what is interesting to me is like reading in the notes, um, Batman really took into account that the hit came in the preseason. Yeah. And so that, I mean, that to me is encouraging because it means that he was thinking like, I'm, I'm worried about Tom doing this going forward. Like if you were going to be so bold as to bop someone in the face (laughs) in a fucking preseason game where it doesn't matter. Yeah, that's the thing is that I I did, again, was surprised by how competent Gary Bettman was in my opinion. Yeah, I was too. The thing that I thought was really funny was that the NHLPA tried to argue like, like no preseason games like shouldn't really count and also going back to when he got suspended during the playoffs you know 
Playoff games should just count as much as regular games. No! No, no. Sir! That's not, that's not a real thing. No. I'm glad that you're living in some dream alternate reality, but like, we're living here in the real world. And poor Tom, so so we were talking yeah, about this Tom. before we- I feel so before. bad for him. <laughs> I, don't, I don't feel that bad for him. But you and I were talking a little bit about just the difference in between Nate Schmidt's office. Yes, okay, so this is the good- the good tweet by Sarah Sivian, who writes for the Atlantic. Uh, I keep almost saying the Atlantic. I do this every time. She writes the Athletic. The, the Athletic. <laughs> Sarah, we love you, by the way. Sarah, please come on Puck Bunnies. Just willing this into existence. Um, she tweeted tonight about Tom Wilson appealing the appeal. And she said, Nate Schmidt isn't suffering in silence in Vienna for Tom Wilson to appeal the appeal of the appeal of the appeal of a totally unnecessary preseason hit. Yeah. Yep. That's it. That's truly it. He's he's conditioning on, on like a team in Vienna right yeah. now because he doesn't want to like atrophy by the time that he's right. able. He knew he got in trouble. Like, I don't agree with the suspension that Nate got, like for sure. Yeah. But like, he's making the best of it and he's keeping up. And Tom is still nice, traveling. Nate is good. Free Nate. But Tom is like still traveling and looks like a fucking idiot. He never closes his mouth. <laughs> he is a mouth breather. Like, come on. Okay, so speaking of good boy Nate Schmidt, my man signed a six-year contract this Wow. Week. Is Nate married? He's not. He's oh. also a cancer. Oh, two cancers can't be together. Yeah, but, no, we okay. can't. Drown yeah. in a puddle of tears. But he got a six-year contract, $35 million. My man's getting paid. Ballin'. Don't do any more steroids. Yeah, don't accidentally do any more steroids. Is that what he said? That he accidentally yeah. did steroids? Okay. And he also said, because I think it was probably like a supplement or something that he wasn't supposed to be taking. Okay, whatever. He was like, doing steroids. Yeah. <laughs> well, I also remember that like maybe four years ago, Nick Backstrom got in trouble during the Olympics. Nikki? Because he took like the wrong kind of antihistamine or antibiotics. Like you can get suspended for all kinds of bullshit, basically. Hmm. But not, like, 20 games. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. But also, like, I don't really care. You're a Nate Schmidt truther. Nate did nothing wrong. I am. Nate did nothing wrong. I'll defend him until I die. What else are we talking about? I have a game. One of the things that people are starting to talk about, like, one of the narratives of the season that is starting to form is that players in the NHL who are famous for being, you know, hyper-masculine and not having a lot Mm, of personality mm, mm. and, like, not really, you know talking to the press or like revealing much about their lives a new the new narrative is like oh shit players like want to talk about themselves and are like being funny and expressing themselves outside fashion yeah yeah (laughs) hashtag austin matthews um so one of the things that they did in the past couple weeks is that they somebody wrote an article where they had like a round table of all like a whole bunch of stars this is probably from like media day stuff and they just asked them a bunch of random questions about you know the state of the nhl and kind of what why didn't i know about this learned and stuff like that so did you keep this from me no i didn't keep this from you i sent it to you and then i asked if you read it and you said no and i said good (laughs) i'm gonna make a game out of this so what this game is is i'm gonna tell you what the question was and then i'm gonna tell you what somebody answered and then you're gonna have to guess who said it Oh, Jesus Christ. I'm going to give you two options and you're going to guess who said it. Okay, so one of the questions they asked people is, so with time to reflect on last season, 
how real was the Vegas flu? Where, like, as a visiting team, you would come to yeah. Vegas for the first time, and mm-hmm. maybe you wouldn't perform so great because of, like, the, quote, Vegas flu, where people Because you were hungover. Or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, who said this in response to this question? It was totally different there. I remember the last game we played in Vegas on the way to the game. I had a routine. It wasn't going to throw me off too much, but I did want to play one hand of blackjack before I played hockey. Just one hand, and I did it, and I lost. So who said this? Was it Max Domi or was it Tyler Sagan? Oh, that's really hard because they're both really stupid. <laughs> they're both Domi. a very specific kind of boy. You're right. It was Max Domi. Ah! Good yes! job. Yay! Yeah, 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 yeah. You know what's sad about that too is last season he was still with the Coyotes. That was like an hour flight too. Like that was not. <laughs> it was like, you are the closest team to Vegas. It's not like you've never been to Vegas before. Like yeah, you should be the least susceptible to the Vegas flu. I also just don't believe that Tyler's lost anything. He's he's not a he's yeah. never not gotten what he wanted. I am really hot for Tyler. <laughs> okay. Uh, who said this? In response okay. to the same question. Yeah, it was real. Was it Evander Kane or was it Jamie Ben? Evander Kane. It was Jamie Ben. <laughs> Jamie Ben was partying? Yeah. His dork ass goatee yeah. was like going yeah. hard in yeah. Oh my god. He said it was real. Jamie Ben, spill. What did you get up to in Vegas? We want to know. <laughs> By the way, you uh, listeners of the pod, Jamie Ben notably does not eat pussy. Like That's he true. won't do it. That's yeah. fact. Google it's so it. sad. Like Tyler, tell him to do it because no, I know. It's not. I it's know. Not Tyler. Tyler does it. Tyler, just sit him down. No, but actually, I think they all like roast him about it now. They all roast him about that interview. So anyway, Aww. he's he's never gonna eat Fox now because he, they won't leave him alone about it. I would still, but yeah. <laughs> all right. Next question. So the interviewer asked, "What's one piece of financial advice you wish you knew as a rookie?" Are there any purchases that you regret? God. Okay. Who said this? You don't need a $3,000 suit to look good. They all look the same. I'm buying way cheaper suits now than I was when I was 18 or 19 for sure. I get them at Neiman Marcus. (laughs) (laughs) Who said that? Claude Giroux or Nathan McKinnon? Giroux. It was Nathan McKinnon. Nathan McKinnon? I don't believe Lies. that Nathan McKinnon has a fucking suit is, also, the, is like, the issue. Also, like, Nathan McKinnon talking about, oh, back in the day when I was 18 or 19? Bitch, that was last year, okay? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah, like, why would I believe, like, back in the day? Like, you, you, you were literally 22 that years old. six months ago. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, I'm glad Nathan McKinnon is learning about fashion. I'm glad that he's buying his, he's buying $1,000 suits. First yeah, month. like, like Neiman Marcus is not some sort of, like, discount, like, it's not dress barn. Like, come on. Why is he buying suits? Because they have to wear suits, like, in the pregame, when they arrive Watch for the, the games. pregame. Yeah. Like, you wear a suit to oh. the stadium. Did not know that. It's bizarre. I think it's bizarre tradition. Yeah. Okay. okay next question. <clears throat> Who said this? Same question. What's that line? If it floats, flies, or something else, rent it. I guess I spent money on some cars that I should have leased, but I love cars. Who said it? Taylor Hall or Tyler Sagan? Tyler. Yeah, it was Tyler. (laughs) (laughs) And and the best part about that is that that slogan is, if it floats, flies, or fucks, rent it. 
Sir. He's like, oh, I can float slides or I don't know. What is it? Rocks. Like, yeah, you know, yeah. you know exactly like what, oh my what you're God. trying to say. But hey, yeah, I like, love cars. Taylor Hall would never say that. Taylor Hall is a good robot. Nice boy. <laughs> they actually, they asked Taylor Hall the same question. He was like, actually, like, I just save my money. I'm pretty good at not spending it. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you're so nice. Uh, okay, here's the last one for this question. Speaking of okay. good boys, who said mm-hmm. this? Uh, I probably wouldn't have picked up as many tabs as I did. Maybe save some money in the bank. I was pretty generous. I had a lot of friends. To me, I didn't grow up with a lot of money. So if I spent it on my buddies, I was fine with it. I wish I would have saved a little more, but I still have a little room to get something going for the kids for when I'm gone. First of all, tender. Second of all, who said it? TJ Oshi or Justin Williams? I don't think Oshi would say something like that because, like, he's been with Lauren forever and she would be like, save your money, motherfucker. So, the other one. You're going to be so happy when I tell you that it was TJ Oshi. <gasps> That's so tall. He didn't grow up with a lot of money. Our, our sweet, our sweet. His friends. Your cousin. My cousin, TJ Oshi. Okay, moving on. <laughs> okay. So they asked these players, if you could make one rule change to make the NHL better, what would it be? Oh. Who said this? Oh, God. I'd make goalie equipment smaller. As long as they're protected, that's the main thing, because guys shoot the puck so hard now. But it doesn't make sense for a goalie to be 160 pounds, and when he gets out there, he looks like he's 250. A skating (laughs) player can't fake how big he is. Who said that? Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby? Sidney Crosby. Connor McDavid? Connor McDavid. Wow, I'm really bad at this game. Connor McDavid wants to score 200 goals this season, is basically what I'm getting. Connor McDavid snapped. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, listen, I just want to score 200 goals, man. Make the goal equipment smaller. Actually, just have them wear no equipment and make the net six times bigger. Like, yeah. Like, he just wants to skate around and, like, actually pick up the the puck and, like, just throw it. Like, he wants to play basketball. Okay. Okay, who said this? Nothing. I like the way it is right now. Everyone keeps talking that they want to change something, but I think we have a good balance right now. But some of those TV timeouts, I would cancel them. They just kill the game. It's like one minute you sit on the bench. Sometimes you want to go out for a skate and the referee says you can't. So those TV timeouts kill the game. Who said this? Evgeny Kuznetsov or Jonathan Marchessault? Marchessault. Koozie! Fuck, I'm so bad! Sassy Koozie. Sassy Koozie told this TV reporter, he was like, fuck TV, I hate it. You're ruining my game. I just want to skate. Anyway, yeah. So, but he likes to skate the way it is right now, because he's a little positive gremlin. I love love. love him. I love our our little man. Yes, our little bird boy. So that was my game. I'm done. That's a good game. We should keep doing this where you send me articles and I don't read and them. And you don't read them? That's the whole game. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if, like, listeners of Puck Bunnies can tell, but uh, Audrey actually does most of the work and I'm just, like, kind of the doof. I'm the goon. Audrey is the first line. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I'm just I'm here the, to have I'm a good Patrice time. I'm Bergeron. I'm out here yeah. just carrying the whole squad. I'm Shara. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're seven feet tall. <laughs> I'm seven feet tall and like And bad. you're 45 years old. <laughs> <laughs> but you're also captain for some reason. Who cares? And I'm a Pisces, apparently. Speaking of the Zodiac, something dumb that we did this week instead of doing actual work is we took our own Zodiac signs and we created fantasy teams 
for players exclusively with that sign. Mine is insanely good. Yours is really fucking good. Mine is also pretty good, but only on defense. (laughs) Where I put mine. So I've collected, like, you know, 50 players total in the league are cancers. Ten of those players are on the stars. The Dallas Stars are an incredibly cancer-heavy team. Wow. They're, like, soft. And the Blue Jackets are as well, actually. So, like, my cancer top line is Jamie Benn. Wow, wow, wow. Joe Pavelski and Alexander Vajilov, who's also on the Dallas Stars top line. So we just have the Dallas Stars top line minus Tyler Sagan, which is really funny to me because Tyler Sagan is also a water side. That's that's too much water. They're never going to succeed with that. That's too much, like, emotion and also introversion. My top line... This honestly made my brain explode. I hate this top line with my life. Okay, so the thing about, like, my all-Scorpio team is that we would score, like, about 15 goals a game and no defense. Like, none. Mine is all defense. Christina's is no defense. Like, every game would be, like, 15-12. Yes. Uh, So my top line is Taylor Hall, Scorpio. Sweet robot. uh, uh, Patrick Kane. Bad robot. And Jack Eichel. That's a powerful first That's line. really aggressive. Who's your goalie? Oh, my goalie is Pekka Rene. Oh, yes. So, actually, my goalie, number one in the league right now, baby John Gibson, Anaheim Ducks. The only reason the Ducks are slightly alive right now is that John Gibson is dragging them slowly from game to game because they suck so bad, but John Gibson is doing an amazing job, so... This is Audrey standing for goalies again, even though we all know they don't matter and they should not be paid. You know what's weird is that both the Ducks goalies are cancers. Wow. Ryan Miller and John Gibson. Shouts to my boys. What's really funny about looking at these lines is that, like, I only have one defenseman. Audrey has all <laughs> No, you don't. You have one. I have one. So, like, my, my, like, top five defensemen are, like, Jake Gardner, Zach Wierenski, my husband, uh, Justin Schultz, Duncan Keith, and Oliver Ekman Larson. Just really good dudes. And Nate Schmidt. I have one. And his name is Luke Shen. He's good, but I just have one. We have one. I don't even have a defensive pair. It's just one guy. Listen, so, like, some of your forwards are just going to have to learn to play defense. Yeah, I guess uh, Max Pacioretty, he's yeah. going to have to learn how. And Jimmy Hayes. Yeah, good luck with that, dude. I know. So I have basically, basically my cancer fantasy team is 50% of the Dallas Stars and the Anaheim Ducks. So that sucks. Uh, yeah, the Scorpios team is all like people who've probably assaulted someone. Yeah. <laughs> and Pecorine. So, you know. Like... My, my soft boys are going to play Christina's robots and... Lose by a lot. I just want both teams to have fun. That's right. Should we uh, take some calls? Let's take some calls. Let's take some calls. Hey, fuck bunnies. This is Anthony from Rhode Island. Just watched the Bruins beat the Flyers 3 nothing. So I want to know who you want to see on the Bruins make out. My vote would be Jake DeBrusque. And Brandon Carlo. All right. Thank you. Okay. Jake, Brendan, great choice. I do agree that they should make out. My other thing is Brendan Carlo should make out with me. I think they should make out with both of us, to be honest with you. I saw a picture of him sitting on the floor of the Bruins locker room. 
was just thighs out last week, and I was shook. Ooh. Truly, Ooh. truly have not recovered. So mine, uh, I would I would pick some interesting people. I would pick uh, Sean Corrali, uh-huh. and um, I would pick Kevin Miller, because they're both kind of like, like cute blondes. I don't know. Like, I think it'd be kind of... Sean Corrali's hot. He oh, looks he's... like a movie star. He's beautiful. Oh, yeah. He's real. He's real. Again, I'm really not into blondes. I do. I think he's objectively very attractive, but I'm not into it. Oh, I love blondes. This gentlewoman prefers blondes. <laughs> well, that works out for both of us, actually. The only blonde I love is Pasta. Oh, he's a good boy. So we got a text that was, this is uh, fully targeted towards Christina. I'm just going to be silent for the next, like, three and a half minutes. If the NHL were an anime, who's the main character, who's the rival, who's the villain, and what arc are we in? I don't okay. fully understand All this. right. So I thought a lot about this question. Obviously, the villain is Sidney Crosby. You, you, like, you can't have a villain as perfect as Sidney Crosby in an anime. He lives, like, alone in, like, some weird apartment. He only wears black. He doesn't- like, the top of some sort of, like, mountain. Yeah, and, like, he doesn't talk to anyone. He doesn't have any friends. He has a girlfriend. And, like, yeah, like, he's he's just, you don't know what's happening in his brain. What are the main characteristics of an anime? Is it, like, reality-based, or is it, like, fantasy? What's the main genre? Uh, We would have to have a whole new podcast uh, to talk about the different genres of anime. Sorry, I'm blowing out this candle. Uh, There are many different kinds. There's... There's slice of life anime. Oh, there's God. fantasy anime. There's uh, otaku. I don't, we won't have to go into it, but like okay. I like in my mind, what we're doing right now is like I hate nerds. Uh, this is like more <laughs> like a show. Like, I know this is more like a shonen, like kind of like fighting. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah so okay, he's like it, the big yeah, bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um. So because he's the big bad, he's older. He's dark. He's scary. We're gonna need a young kind of challenger. Um, new a new challenger. He's got to be blonde. Oh boy. It's gonna be. Oh boy. (laughs) It's gonna be Connor McDavid. Yes. It has to be. He has to be the protagonist. He's got those big, wide eyes. Just like, oh, oh, me? (laughs) But also, like, some deep sadness in those eyes. Like, we got, like, a tragic backstory, kind of. And I feel like he's, like, from the middle of nowhere, right? I think he hatched out of an egg at the 2016 NHL draft, but... Stop that. That's mean to him. Don't be mean <laughs> to my protagonist. But yeah, so, like, in, in, in the NHL anime, like, he would be, like, brought up on this farm. Uh, Sidney Crosby had, like, killed his whole family. Wow, this is very Luke Skywalker-esque. Yeah, I can see yeah, it. I can so, see it. Right, and so, like, he's, he's now training on, like, homemade ice drinks every day to, like, get better. <laughs> I have to beat Sidney Crosby. I have... Who are his, like, sidekicks? Okay, Austin Austin Matthews, first of all. E- even though they're, like, rivals, like, they compete to make each other better? Yeah, so, like, they're, they're, they, like, kind of fight each other in hockey school. Oh. He's, like, the dark, funny one, you know, kind of egging him on. But, like, mm-hmm. they seem like enemies, but they're going to join together at the end. Got it. <laughs> like I said, I've thought about this... <laughs> All afternoon. <laughs> I have thought about this a lot. So he, like, he, they kind of team up, and, like, you think that Austin Matthews is going to betray him to go on to Sidney Crosby's side, but he's not. But you uh-huh. know who is? Oh, who, 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 who? Is Johnny Hockey. Oh, my God, Johnny Goudreau! Johnny Goudreau no! is going to... Yes! Yes! So Johnny Goudreau this makes is gonna so come much up. sense. 
Yeah, so he, like, they're all going to come up together in, like, Hockey Academy school, but, like, Johnny Goudreau is going to go over to the dark side. Oh, my God. To be, I, like, I can so totally this right see now. this. <laughs> <laughs> to go fight with Sidney Crosby against against our young our young Connor McDavid. Wow. So, uh, and the arc that we're in right now, because we're sort of, like, facing down this the eventual lockout that's going to happen next mm-hmm. year. Mm-hmm. We're sort of, like, gearing up. Everyone's getting ready. Everyone, like... We're all, everyone's picking sides right now. Uh-huh. So, like, you have a couple unexpected people who are joining up with, with uh, Sidney Crosby. Like, oh, wow. maybe you have, maybe you have Ovechkin who decides <sighs> he, he wants to stick it to, like, the young kids. Damn. And then you have a couple of the old guards going on to help the kids, like, uh... Oh, yeah, who's mentoring Connor McDavid? Oh, that's a good question. Um, oh, 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 Jumbo Joe! Oh, yes! A wise, weird sage. Yeah, he's their sensei being like, no, you you gotta slap that shot harder. And like, he, he, bl- he blindfolds them. So like, they have to like, use a uh, spiritual force to hit it into the net. I really need fan art of this. I know. I, I, I really, really need somebody to make like, a really great fan art of this whole setup. Yeah, and you know who else is another uh is another sensei? Is who? that one lady hockey player, the lady goalie. Do you remember her name? Oh, Manon Room. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She's their other mentor. I can see Koozie being like the weird like vice principal. Oh yes, yes, yes. He's leading them because he's like kind of in the middle of, of the of the age group. Wow, I, I love really, this. I have I have like I talked it. myself into this and I'm trying <laughs> to write some, some fan fiction. Thank you for that question. Please continue asking me about plot lines for this show. I would I would like to continue talking about it. Hey, I was just calling because I saw that Christina's husband, Nick Schmaltz, put up one single point, got a nice goal tonight. This was his first goal of the season. And I looked him up, and he has a brother who's hot in some photos, which I think is really all you can ask for from a hockey player in general. I forgot why I called other than that because I'm really – oh, I'm pretty high. Um, Which NHL players do you think love their dogs the most? Because Matt Murray is feeding his dogs, like – six pounds of raw beef lips and shit a day and i like that's a level of commitment i can't even imagine they have so much fucking money anyway bye so first of all i didn't even know matt murray had dogs because i really don't pay attention to the penguins um it's a lifestyle choice uh that's mine i'm an owner i also love that this person said all you can ask for from a hockey player is for them to have kind of hot brothers like i totally agree why do you think we love the Tanev brothers so much? That's, like, attainable to me in a way. Um, it's like, your brother doesn't play hockey, but he's still hot. Like, whatever, that's close enough. No, all these hockey players are insane about their dog. Tyler Sagan has, like, 50 dogs. Every dog, every hockey player has a dog because they are dogs. They're all just large. They're big dogs. Large puppies. Tyler Sagan, I think, is... Uh, in he's a, a league he's of his a freak own. about his dog. He's a league, in a league of his own because he has three lab Labrador retrievers. He has a black lab, a chocolate lab, and a what are they? Golden yellow, a yellow, yellow lab. lab. Yeah, <laughs> you you got there. Sorry, I'm so sorry. Um, and like he, it's it's weird that we got this question because he just posted a picture of his dogs on Instagram today. Actually, it's not that weird because he literally posts about his dogs every single day on some sort of them. social media. But his dogs are in Halloween costumes, like all three of them, and he has them posed like in front of his fireplace. <laughs> and his dogs' names are Marshall, 
Jerry, and Cash, which are maybe the three worst dog names that I've ever heard. They like the names of like a country child. Yeah, absolutely. Also, like, don't give your dog a human name. Well, no, if you're going to give him a human name, give him, like, a weird name, like, Todd. Like, I would love a dog named Todd. But also, the other thing I would like to point out about these dogs is, like, they're not in shape, Labradors. These are fat dogs. They're, like, clearly very spoiled because he's probably feeding them, like, six pounds of raw meat every day, like Matt Murray is. So, do you have a favorite? I have a favorite NHL dog. Who, Who is yours? My favorite is Claude Giroux's Labradoodles. He has two Labradoodles. Their names are Harvey and Charlie. They are so, so cute. And they were both like ring bearers at his wedding this summer. Like they wore little tuxes. So those are my favorite. My favorite pups. That's so cute. It's so hard to pick a favorite dog because like they all have some. Okay, the Oshis actually just took a family picture. Oh, yeah, they have that really cute dog. Yeah, I'm looking up Oshi family picture now. Like, I have it. Like, I do every day. (laughs) Every morning, Oshi picture. Like, they have it with a cup. Yeah, I love love the Oshis dog. So here's another text we got this week. It says, hey, Puck Bunny says, Pat, when will my beautiful, terrible son, Miles Wood, learn his lesson and stop fighting guys who can easily kick the shit out of him? Love the podcast, thanks. Uh, thank you for loving the podcast. We love you. He will never stop fighting. He's like making a name for himself. Some by background, yeah. Some background about my boy Miles Wood is that he is a youth on the Devils. This is, I think, his first year in the NHL. He's also fine. He is model attractive. Like, holy shit, this boy is good looking. He has, in the first three or four weeks of the season. Tried to fight Alexander Ovechkin and... Who, when he fought (laughs) Alex Ovechkin, Alex, like, literally yelled, Who are you? He goes, Who the (laughs) fuck are you? Like, in his face. Which, honestly, is a brutal own because Miles Wood, in the past, has said repeatedly, Oh my god, I love Alexander Ovechkin. He's my favorite player of all time. Like There's pictures of them together. There's pictures of them together. Like, Miles Wood got him to autograph, like picture for him and there was like a big thing and he like talked about how great it was forever and like his first game against the Caps he's like let's fucking go and he like jumped Alexander Ovechkin and obviously that didn't end great (laughs) no no but then last week last week he fought Jamie Benn which was Jamie Benn's a big man here's the thing about that fight it was horny that fight was really (laughs) just like Fight of, the, fight of the year contender, honestly. Yeah, it was it was classic, just pulling punches, and one of them went down and then got back up, and then the other one went down and got back up, and... I want to get down and get back up. Just two very attractive men. I don't find Jamie Ben attractive. That's... I find Jamie Ben very attractive. That's my I, He's got this awful, like, goatee beard. Uh, yeah, the beard is bad. I can work with it, but it's bad. I think it's the tattoos. It's really, like, my thing is the tattoos. I, I like I like the awful tattoos on Tyler better. I think they both have awful tattoos, and I think um, that's good to me. Uh, anyway, my my theory about Miles Wood is that he gets off on fighting. I think he's trying to make a name for himself too. Like yeah, I think way. I think it's a reputation. It's a reputational yeah. thing, but also I'm down to start a rumor that he is sexually aroused by fighting. Yeah, Miles Wood. Do you do you get hard whenever you fight old men? Because I do. <laughs> uh so anyway i i hope i hope he keeps trying to be a brat 
but also protect your beautiful face. Miles, yeah. that's the moneymaker. Be careful. Wrap it up. Like, put some bubble wrap. Keep your helmet on. <laughs> Don't ruin that beautiful face. Yeah. Hi, bunnies. It's Catherine. Uh, it's also, like, 3.30 a.m. where I am, so uh, apologies in advance. Um, my question for this week is, which city do you think deserves a hockey team next? Uh, and I guess what mascot, name, logo, that kind of stuff would they have? Thanks. So, and then we also got a text this week that says, Hi, Puck Bunnies, this is Juan in D.C. If Gary Bettman gave you the power, please do, Gary, um, which city <laughs> would you put an expansion team in, and what would you call them, and what would you want as the mascot? Ooh, good question. Uh, you want to go first? No. Okay. I don't know what I would, like... I have no. the obvious answer. What? It's Houston. Well, I think, yeah, I think Houston would be good. I also think maybe, like, Oklahoma City... I Fuck you! No! I don't think there are a lot of good teams in the Midwest. Yeah, because no one likes hockey there. Like, no one would... No. No one likes hockey in North Carolina either. And yet, we have the Hurricanes. And yet, we have the Florida Panthers. And yet, but we have like, the Phoenix Coyotes. Okay, my actual my actual hottest take is that I would have one in Albuquerque. And I think it would be, like, a Vegas situation in terms of, like, Houston's the obvious choice, right? And I think that Houston's going to get one soon. I think a really interesting choice would be Albuquerque because... Ooh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Like, because I think it'd be, like, a Vegas situation where they don't have any major teams. I think that, like, you could, like, have a lot of groundswell of... The Albuquerque Armadillos. Yeah, yeah, I would have Mm. to be the the Mm -hmm. Albuquerque Armadillos. I don't know. Like, I, I just really like the idea of having a hockey team there because I think it would be fun. I think it'd be fun for the community. I think it'd be a very diverse team. I mean, not diverse team, but like a diverse like fan base. Well, yeah, so. diverse, like like an outreach to a more diverse fan base. Yeah, okay. That yeah. actually is a really good point. Where would you pick? Oh, God. I don't know. Do um, not say Oklahoma City or I'll be <laughs> just, I'm always surprised that Minnesota doesn't have more than one team. Because it is, it is, quote, the state of hockey. Oh, I would love it if they put a team in Duluth. I have family there, so that would be extremely convenient for me. (laughs) Duluth is beautiful, actually. I've been there, like, many times. It's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really pretty. I love going. You know, one of their taglines is, like, the state of hockey, and yet we only have the Minnesota Wild and, like... But being from from Minnesota, I don't think it's big enough. It would be a smaller market than even, like, Winnipeg. I don't think they can support two. What about Maine? That's, see, that's the thing. Like, you have, like, Maine, Vermont, New Hampshire. What if we had, like, a New England team? Just like, to be, you know, just to be really to awful. Like, a truly horrible fan base. That would be, like, the New England, I don't know, fucking... The New England races. Puffins or something. <laughs> the Maine Puffins would be so cute. <laughs> or, like, the, the Newfoundland Puffins. Yeah. Oh, they have a... Uh, AHL team that's the new like their their mascot is the Newfoundland the dog like the actual Newfoundland dog I like that I like that a lot more teams should have dogs more teams should exist in my opinion there should be 60 teams whatever I don't care I want to watch more hockey well if you want to watch more hockey should we talk about what games are coming up next week yeah yeah what are you gonna do for the rest of the evening uh, edit this fucking podcast, Christina. <laughs> I love you. <laughs> Next Tuesday, the Flames are playing the Sabres. I would love to watch a Flames game. Uh, the Red Wings are playing the Blue Jackets. The Devils are playing the Lightning. The Knights are playing the Preds. 
That would be fun, yeah. The stars are playing the Habs. Please, stars, 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 stars. That's what's coming up next week. Guys, thanks for calling in and um, listening and being um, good people. Thanks for reviewing us on iTunes. I saw we got a couple new ones this week, so thank you. Thank you, baby. Sorry that I'm mean. Wow, can't wait to go produce this anime. (laughs) (laughs) I hope. Please, God, someone. All right, bye. bye. See you guys next week. Bye, Bye. I love you. Bye.